0: Welcome to The Kickpod, your weekly D&M on the stuff that matters. Hello, Lossie.
1: Hello, it's How are you going? I'm good. We have the best afternoon ever planned today. Yes, we do. So it's currently Tuesday while we're run, we're recording this intro so the day before you're going to listen to us. Lozzie is finally trying on more wedding dresses. Yeah, Steph actually is you're the best. She sent a calendar invite out to the whole office
0: being like, "This day is for Laura to try on dresses and it's all blocked out so we couldn't have any meetings." So and then on Saturday you messaged me and said, "So where are we going?" And yeah. I was like, "So, haven't thought about it." Anyway, yesterday I In the morning, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to let Steph down if I haven't. You know, you booked this day out for me and I haven't even booked anything.
1: Uh, So anyway, I booked in. We're doing four. Yeah, you did very well. I did not think you'd be able to get that much in one day's notice. So well done. Four in an afternoon. Very productive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really hoping by the end of the day that you have somewhat of an idea. How many dresses can I try on in four hours? We'll see. Let's count. Should we have a goal? hundred? No. <laughs> wow. You might
0: actually. I don't know. Depends how quickly no. you get out of them. No. Um, but I'm so excited and my mama and grandma and my sisters are coming too. So yeah, thank you for organising, Steffi. Well, I only told you to do it. I didn't really organise anything. You yeah, did the rest. But you put it in the calendar. I feel like when you block something out in our work calendar, it's like I have to do it.
1: Yeah, true. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And you had a big weekend.
0: Yes, we moved. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, all done. Well, nearly done. Just the bathroom stuff to go. Lucky we didn't have that much stuff, mm. so it didn't take that long. But considering we started on Thursday night, which was, I am going to seem really disorganized. I am about this stuff. I am just like, you know, I'll be right. We'll yeah. just do it another time. And yeah. so we literally started on Thursday night, and we moved on. The removalist truck came on Friday afternoon. So. um yeah, it was very quick moving things, yeah. but we got there.
1: You were like a new woman on Monday, like coming into the office, being able to drive in peak hour and still get there within twenty five minutes. I'm sure oh, that felt amazing. It was so
0: good. So for anyone listening, wondering why I was moving, because we did renovate our old house and we loved it so much. But I spent probably three yeah. hours a day in the car, and it was it just became a lot. Well, it was a lot. Um, so we've moved both, both well, for Delta and I, both closer to our work. So it's very
1: exciting. How yes. are you? I'm good. I'm good. Had a very. Uh, Plain Jane weekend which was absolutely amazing. You saw me, in my Plain Jane? No okay <laughs> I saw you and your new place is gorgeous so that was nice to see you but um yeah other than that I just kind of chilled out saw some friends and didn't do a lot which was really nice um and yeah this week going to Hong Kong. For soda. Yep so when you're listening to this podcast I will be on a plane to Hong Kong. To, you're literally going for one day. Well one full day three days technically but one full day. <sighs> That's what you do. Anyway, um, this podcast today is all on social media and it's a topic, Laura and I, I suppose, is a daily topic that we have to talk about because Mm -hmm. our lives and uh, career is a lot on social media. It's also something we get asked about all the time, Mm. tips and tricks, and also just general like, how are you going (laughs) with it all? Because it can be a lot. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Let us know what you think. And yeah. Enjoy. So today's topic of social media has been one that we've wanted to talk about for a while, but it's also one that comes up quite a lot when we ask you guys what you want to hear about.
0: Yeah. And there's lots of things we are going to go into. We won't be able to go into everything into a lot, a lot of detail. So Mm. if there is anything in particular that you want after this chat for us to go into in a full podcast we can do that as well this mm-hmm. podcast is for you guys so you just let us know but we hope that we cover enough of the things that you sent through for us
1: yeah thank you for all of Whoa. the questions I,
0: things <laughs> you just had that, a bit of a brain I had a brain fog <laughs> things things that you sent through for us
1: to cover that's what I was trying to say yeah so we basically took all of your questions made sure that they were going to be covered somehow in all our different topics yeah and the one we're going to start with is basically how Instagram started for the both of us, um, because not everyone has been following us from the very beginning, obviously. I mean, you'd hope you weren't assuming that, Stevie. <laughs> no, but we know that because our following is growing. So from the get go, we both had very similar reasons to having Instagram. Mm-hmm. We just had it as a filtering app. I think it took everyone uh, a while to realise that it was like a bit of a profile or a public forum. Um, and I did very quickly have mine on pub- public though. I didn't really ever see it you as... You were one if- of the first. Yeah. But like also this is... I'm talking when I had like 100 people following me. I just yes. never really thought about putting it on really? private. Yeah. I just I can't remember it if mine was or wasn't i actually have no idea yeah i just think i had it on public i don't mm-hmm. know why but i did and then i think i didn't realize <laughs> anyway i started following people and i remember following some people who had like 10000 followers mm-hmm. and i was like who is this person and I was very influenced by that person. You know, I'd want to know what they were wearing and everything. But I found the coolest part about Instagram was I finally had a platform where I could, all these people that I'd looked up to, whether it was, well, at the start, it was definitely because of the modelling industry that mm-hmm. I'd started. I could look up to them. Like, I don't know. I would get I behind just, the scenes access yeah. that you
0: never got before on exactly. anything else. And how old were you when you, I think I started Instagram maybe a year after you, or I had it, but more
1: publicly a year after you, but when, when did you download it? Can you remember? Yep. It was when I first started, um, when I signed with Chadwick. So I was 18.
0: And what year was that?
1: Oh, uh, uh, early 2012. So seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Early 2012. The very start of the year. What did you use it for? Um, again it was just a a fun app I never ever would have ever imagined my following growing um it was never something I set out to do either I just was using it to share with friends and family Mm. um it was really about my modeling career I think I just wanted to kind of I was really excited about any little job that I had or any little catwalk I got to do um or makeup artist I got to work with so it was all about sharing that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and then I started to share a bit of fitness stuff as well because I was trying to stay fit for the industry and then at the time fitness Instagram pages were the ones with like hundreds of thousands of followers and they started reposting my images. So that's how my following started. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely where I saw the growth start and then it's just been a really slow, steady growth from there. When do you think your like kind of moment of, okay, you have some following behind you now? When did that happen for you?
0: I don't know. I can't remember. I think maybe when I launched my blog Mm – Maybe that's where I started taking it more seriously as a business. But it's just so crazy how much it's changed. When we started the most – like the fitness – um, pages were the most popular, but I remember the one that was one of the biggest ones. I always used to go on was literally called Skinny Girls Make Graves. Yeah, I never. Do you remember like, that? I remember the Instagram account. Isn't that sure? funny? I and that they had like maybe two hundred thousand followers, yeah. which at the time is probably equivalent to someone now having twenty million or something. <laughs> and all of the pages were very diet focused, mm. very low calorie, mm. everything how to lose weight, mm. it, it's changed. I mean, it, there's still obviously a lot of that, but I think it's changed so much since then. But that's it was very much an aesthetic thing. Like people shared a lot of their food and, I mean, they still do now. Mm. And that's how I started. I started mm. sharing my recipes mm. uh, on my Instagram and then I made the um, the blog page. But when I go back and look at some of the stuff I used to post, like mm. cringe, yeah. cringe, cringe, cringe. And I think it's so like we were definitely younger, but I think, something that's the biggest moment for me and I'm sure you'd be the same with social media is when you clicked that you actually were influencing people and now you needed to be
1: responsible for what you were posting for sure I think it was I think like as you said before when you when I asked you know when did the following happen and then you're like you spoke about how, like, when was it that you realised it could be a business push? Mm. It took me so, so long to think about it as a business thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And also with that, it took a long time, as you said, for me to realise the kind of impact I had on people's lives. So I think for me it was just like, oh, my following's growing. Oh, that's cool. And like, oh, this brand wants to work with me. That's cool. Or I'll get paid to do that or I get that free stuff. Like it was all just new and untouched and like no one knew about it. I think Mm. I was the first person at Chadwick's um, my agency to kind of have a following and for, for brands to start asking about paying for that sort of stuff so it was a real like kind of unknown space and we wanted to work out you know what do you even charge for that or I, well I suppose when I think about it this is a new marketing platform um, and I think that's when it kind of clicked for me is like oh okay so this is something I can kind of do now on the side of modeling and then I think when I started to learn how brands were kind of developing from what I was doing, that's when I kind of started to see a bit more of a business mindset behind it and not just kind of like say Mm -hmm. yes to everything and just kind of post for whatever or whatever. I kind of decided I needed to have a voice and that I was, you know, whatever I was doing was influencing people. So what are the kind of products or things that I want to actually push? And then that was when the idea of, well, I should be pushing something of my own that I really believe in. And that was where the ebook came in. Yeah, and what what about...
0: Was there a moment for you mm. when you sold something out for a brand or you realised like, hey, because I think like when you start your Instagram, you might have 10,000 followers, which is a lot, mm. but you never imagine 10,000 people. And back in the day, it was different. I think now if you have 10,000 followers, maybe 2,000 people see your content. But Mm -hmm. back then, I feel like everyone was seeing it that followed you. The algorithm was just
1: normal. Yeah, like I just the other day, I looked back and scrolled all the way down to like some of my first posts. (laughs) And I'm like you, some of them are very cringe. And it was just my shift in mindset, like the stuff that I used to post um, and the things that I used to put up you know um photos of girls bodies and be like mm. dream bod or like um you know i'd m- say a comment about how big of a weekend i had so i better work walk, walk further today you know really mm. damaging messages um but that's just because that's what my mindset was on back then and i i didn't that was back when i didn't realize the influence that i had
0: and no one was taking responsibility on no. their own. all the pages were
1: yeah yeah, that skinny girl thing yeah
0: and i was going to ask you what point did you see an impact on another brand? Like as in when did you ever sell anything out or?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I wasn't ever told directly, you know, you've you've done really well, you've sold this out. But I think when brands kind of, you know, would, would work with me slightly and then talk about an ambassador role or mm. would then kind of step it up to, to more posts and more doing this, that's when I kind of noticed, well, they would only be coming back if what they paid for worked. Um, and that was a pretty cool feeling, I feel. Um, and then obviously, when we had the ebook, we were just doing that for fun. That was just yeah. dipping our toes in. And when we saw like the kind of response we got from that, we were like, okay, there's definitely a place for this kind of message. There's definitely a place that's outside of the diet fads or, um, you know, as you said, like the messages we used to put up, mm. but it's just a general health kind of, Space, let's play in that space. But yeah, it's so funny how it's changed. And it's really hard because I think even to this day, I still get asked from businesses for advice. Yeah. yeah, you know, how do you grow a following? How do you get a good engagement on a post? All of that sort of stuff. I looked back at some of my old posts of when I had like 200,000 followers. And some posts that go badly these days, and when I say go badly, as in it doesn't reach many people, mm. have the same amount of likes as I as they did when I had two hundred thousand followers. So that's how much it's changed. Like mm-hmm. that is how much the algorithm has changed, and um, I know that that's affected a lot of people trying to grow their following. And the truth is, is that I don't think there's like a magic mm. pattern that you can follow, or like you know. Post this time of the day or whatever. In my mind, I think the biggest tip would be consistency. I mm. think, like, um, consistency and posting, you know, um, I, I've noticed, you know, if I decide to post once or twice a day, as opposed to like taking, you know, two weeks off and then posting five times in that one day or whatever, that's worked because it kind of keeps people interested. But also for me, I'm really lucky. I started my account as a personal account. So I've always had a really big mixture up on there. Mm. So as a business, as a, myself I can post kind of whatever I want it's much harder for people who are like you know like for example our kick page we can't just put anything up there of course it has to be related to kick it's the it same is for
0: hard. It has changed. It has changed so much. And even when people ask, like, what's the, what's the, you know, the formula to, <laughs> you know, growing a following, there definitely isn't one. But I find personally with my posts, if I contrive, and the other thing is, everyone is so different. Mm. So it, you can never really model unless you do exactly the same thing as someone else. You can't <laughs> model your page off theirs because they have different followers who want different things. And mm-hmm. for me, if I do anything contrive, like if I pre-write a post. Mm and it's not written in the moment, I never get the same engagement. Yeah. It's so funny. My yeah. For me, the best engagement is when I'm like feeling something and I'm like, I just need to write this and put it out there. Yeah. And that's, that's
1: what works for me. But you've listened to, which is what we're going to go into later when it comes to the business side of mm. Instagram, but you've listened to what your followers respond well to, as in you know now that your core message of what you want to share mm. is in fact that. It comes naturally to you, A, so it's probably going to come across a lot more real and, B, your followers want that. You know, not everyone can just do a spare of the moment post with all these emotions and feelings and that's going Well, it depends
0: be. what I'm at. Sometimes I won't post, like, a week because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not feeling anything right now and then some days I'm, like, five. Yeah. I have a lot of
1: feelings it. But that's another thing that's changed. I have no... I mean, I never really had this, like... I need to grow my following, I need to grow my following. Like I jumped on the whole hashtag bandwagon Mm -hmm. bandwagon like everyone else did but it wasn't like a a thing that I was always really constantly worried about or that I really needed to focus on a number. It was just happening steadily in the background Mm -hmm. and definitely to this day, nowadays, I do not care. I do not Mm -hmm. like I'm not trying to reach a certain number. And I think you're the same, which is why you just oh, yeah. post but the when less, and what I feel what like the you less want.
0: you care. The, yeah. For me, when I stopped caring, that's when my following started growing. 100%. Because it's like you're not doing it for any reason apart from the fact that you want to share the thing. And I think yeah. I, it's so funny because it's through a phone, but I think people can feel that when things like at the moment, there's a real, real movement, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is so much better than the skinny girls make graves <laughs> movement of seven years ago. But I think sometimes it can be harder to engage if you've never done that and then you start doing that, which is, I think it's great that people are doing it. I, great, everyone, amazing. The more the better. But if you're not, if I feel like sometimes if things don't come naturally to you, maybe don't push that, mm. stick to what, I think that's the biggest advice that we always give, just stick to what you are known for or mm. what your business is known for and make sure you offer the value from that. But if you try to do everything, that's the one thing that mm. I think if you try to be everything for everyone, mm-hmm. which we're going to go
1: into again, <laughs> that's where it's really, really hard. Mm. So... So let's talk about some positive stuff before we get into some deeper things on Instagram. What do you like about Instagram?
0: I like that you can connect with people. I think that's a really awesome part. Mm. More people than you ever ever have been able to. And the opportunity, I mean, for us, if there was no social media we would not have Keep It Cleaner because Mm -hmm. we would not have... When we first started, we were really lucky. You could reach people a lot easier than you can now Mm -hmm. organically and we were able to reach people for free Mm -hmm. through Instagram, which we would not have had the money to do like a TVC ad or something. Of course not. So I think that's the biggest, for me, the biggest positive is that it's given a lot of people opportunity that didn't exist before.
1: Yeah, 100%. I feel like if you're a business, you need some Instagram in some form you know literally no matter what it is even for cafes like right now mm. if i go to a cafe i quickly get on instagram and check out what their menu looks like in photos just so i know what to order like it i think no matter what you do um instagram is really helpful and important for all businesses but it's not it yeah it can be easier than some we were very fortunate that we both had our following up before we started our business that was like a massive tick and plus for us but i think the one thing that does kind of get to me sometimes now is That question of, you know, if Instagram was around, would kick, be around, turns then into if Instagram disappeared, would kick. kick. And I don't think it would. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we have a lot, like to owe for the start of it and definitely getting our voices out there and even still continuing now to Mm. be able to push everyday messages and reach more people every day so it still benefits us 100 110 percent. but the idea is that you can build up businesses to hope that one day whatever happens with social media whether it changes whether there's a new platform or whether there's nothing at all that you've built up enough of a community around your product that it can still continue and that's our aim for sure like we're not relying just on Instagram. No, and
0: I think even if Instagram goes, I don't think it will because Facebook owns Instagram and they're just the, there's never, the I mean, they just monopolize the whole market. They own the whole market. Mm-hmm. So if something else comes, it's probably gonna be from them mm-hmm. and it'll probably be tied in with Instagram. So hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, it might, but it's like when MySpace was the biggest thing ever mm-hmm. and then people that had big MySpaces kind of moved on to mm-hmm. Instagram from there. But I have a question for you. Sure. So you've obviously been on Instagram for seven years. Mm-hmm. And you have stayed true to yourself the whole time, which I think is pretty, uh, except for some of the tragic captions you used to post. I mean, (laughs) they were very funny, but same with you. But you know what? That was true to me at that time. exactly right. (laughs) Um, And something that I think is awesome that you do and I struggle with is I sometimes get, um, you know, Negativity or people's opinions and it kind of changes what I do because I really take it on board, which I need to work on. Mm. But something that I love that you do and I <clears throat> something that I love that you do is that you've stayed true to the posts you do even through starting a business. Mm. If you're wearing lingerie or mm-hmm. the, the posts where you feel, for you I think it's very empowering, mm-hmm. you've never stopped doing that. Mm-hmm.
1: What yeah. does it mean to you? Um, yeah, I'm glad you... <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. Um, I think for a long time I've been really awkward to talk about this because I haven't really known how to say what I want to say because I know people are always going to, just jump to the fact of like that I'm vain or that I'm cocky in myself if I want to share photos like I do through through what I do with modeling that I, I must you know love myself or that people a, say you sexualize yourself I yeah. think that's the biggest criticism yeah, of yeah or that, that I'm that doing it for men when, attention yeah. uh, attention from men and all that sort of stuff and I think what I want to say about that is like I have say so, okay modeling is a massive part of my life mm. still um not just as a financial career or whatever but I love it it's something that I've always been passionate about being in front of the camera is something I've always loved um and for me it is a massive thing towards empowerment and those kind of I did a post about this not long ago um but those kind of pictures where I'm in a bikini or um lingerie or whatever it is even the risky like half nude shoots I enjoy them because there was a time when I was incredibly unhappy in my own skin Mm. um and where shoots like that got me really nervous and uncomfortable um because I was so insecure and so now being able to walk onto a set and be really confident and enjoy the shoot for what it is that whole day and then also really love the images and want to share that it, it makes me feel really, really good about myself as in that I've come to a point where I can do that and that even when I know that negative is going to come from it, that I'm okay with that. And it, it's just, I think it's it's when you pigeonhole yourself into, um, I suppose for me, into a, a good influence on young girls and all that sort of stuff. I know that that means I hold a lot of responsibility mm. and influencing them in a positive light. And, but I would say to that, that I don't think I'm not like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that having that balance there of still doing stuff that I love um, and the messages that I'm sending through doing things like that. I still don't think that's a negative thing to push onto young girls because it's, it's like, where's the line where people say we, we, we need self-love and we need confidence and you need to love yourself and love your body, but don't be too confident. Like, don't love yourself too much.
0: Mm. The, the thing that I hate the most when people comment, and, and it's so funny from my perspective, mm. for me, I feel empowered when I'm wearing a turtleneck skivvy <laughs> and, like, literally I'm covered from head to toe. Yeah. So, like, for me to post a photo, like a, I mean, maybe if I did a really nice photo, should it be different? But for me to post a photo in, like, like for example, bikinis, mm. I cannot wear anything that's not really full brief. If I wear a cheeky brief, I'm, like, having a heart attack the whole time trying to pull it down. Yeah, and I just different. Yeah, but that for me, I do not feel empowered yeah. when I am on show, like, my yeah. body, but that yeah. is me yeah but it doesn't mean that that is not that's everyone everyone is so different and so for me when I see people like I I understand why you do it Mm. because that for you is what makes you feel empowered so Mm -hmm. when I see comments like you're just sexualizing yourself Mm. you just want attention I'm it makes me so mad Mm. because I think people need to understand that empowerment means different things for everyone
1: yeah and something I want to add—I mean, this was said in my post as well, so it might sound like I'm repeating myself. But Are you trying to clickbait your post? My no,
0: you're <laughs> <laughs> my <have> followers. No,
1: <laughs> I like my fiance Josh gives me so much attention, mm-hmm. love, um, compliments, like anything that everyone thought I was fishing for from everyone else. I don't need it. Like mm. I have so much from him and so much love, and I'm I'm so comfortable, um with him it's not like I'm fishing for people's compliments and of course I appreciate anyone that says something nice about me online I'm not going to ignore compliments like I do appreciate them and I and I'm excited that that comes with sharing that but it is for me it's for me to show myself that I've come to a point where I can still feel like really comfortable and confident in, in being myself and it's exactly what you said like There's changes you need to make as in like, you know, some things I used to post and some things I used to Mm. say needed to change because that was just me growing up. There's things that I think you do need to develop and learn as you get older and as you share different things on Instagram. But I think if it's a strong part of who you are, then don't remove it. Mm. You know, like no matter what someone says, if it's a strong part of who you are, then don't remove it. And for me, that it it's a massive thing about what I love and what I enjoy and a massive part of my career. So I'm not going to stop sharing that side,
0: yeah and especially if that is what makes you happy and it's kind of like like for me I used to be so conscious of ever sharing anything to do with uni or studying because I'm like people this is so boring for people and they don't want to they don't want to see it but Mm -hmm. now I share it so much and people like it because they're the I mean people I'm offering them information they like it and I feel like I'm so happy that I didn't just not do it because I thought other people wouldn't like it and I think it's so important imagine if I can't imagine you not that it changes who you are in real life or anything but I I, I'm so happy that you didn't listen to comments that you know you've had them coming in for seven years straight Mm -hmm. and you've still stayed true to what you do and nothing has changed I think Mm. the most important thing is you think that something's going to happen and it's like for example when I first posted someone asked about posting like vulnerable photos like where it's unflattering, or Mm -hmm. um sometimes I often will take a photo and recently I had my photo my camera facing me and I just opened it and I you know when you're like oh goodness me that's Mm. not a good angle and it was of my tummy and um I was like, do you know what? I'm going to share that. Mm. And that's empowering. That's how I I felt really empowered by doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was almost like facing a fear of like if I put this out there, nothing, and the thing is nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what I was expecting to happen, but it in like, no, if someone sees an unflattering thing of you or someone sees an image of you, you know, of you in a in lingerie or something, nothing happens. But I mm. think if you take on people's you know mean um, comments where they haven't actually thought things through, it's where you can totally change what you're doing, and it yeah. makes no
1: sense. Yeah, but I think also when you're being so open and showing such a vulnerable side and admitting to the world, like this is an insecurity of mine, um, but I'm I, I love myself for much more than what I look like. When you put up a post like that with the image that you're talking about. It's literally only the worst people in the whole entire world who would ever write anything mm. negative. You know what I mean? Like it's it takes a very terrible person to then decide to continue to put mm. you down after that. Because I think that just shows, look, I know you can see this in me, but I don't care because I'm putting it out there. It's 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 the I feel like it's when you don't admit things like that about yourself or you come across too like you love yourself or whatever and then people then find an insecurity of yours that you haven't shared. That can be when it's really damaging. I don't know. But once you open up about it, it's like you don't care anymore. Yes. They can say that sort of stuff and it, and it doesn't bother you. But as you said, like you barely got any. Did you even get anything negative Sometimes, from but I don't, whatever. It doesn't yeah.
0: really. I think that's, it's so, and I know that not everyone can do it because it's such a, I mean, if you just have, you know, your friends mm. and family on your Instagram and all of a sudden you post this random photo, they'll be like, what? But for me, that was a way for me to be like, uh, it's really helped me with how I feel about myself. Mm. Because I've realised that it actually doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with social media, you always get instant gratification and validation all the time. Mm. And you think, I used to think that I would only get that validation if I looked good in stuff that I posted. Yeah. But... That's not. I, I think for me, it's been it's been amazing to to know that people don't follow me because mm-hmm. of what I look like. Yeah. It's so much more than that, and it's yeah. like that's a really good. I don't know. For me, it made it really helped my self esteem yeah. by putting that out there. Which it's so funny you think it would do the opposite, but it, yeah, yeah, that's worked for me.
1: Yeah, and that and it totally makes sense as well. And I think that's it's the exact same reason why you're stepping slightly away from the modeling industry. It's like why would you step away from the modeling industry if then what you're going to share on social media is very posed and contrived and perfect. Like it doesn't really make sense. Mm. So it makes sense that in the time that you're deciding that you only really want to model uh, when it's, you know, you're booked for you and it's all a, like a, a Very brand really, that you believe in. And, like all. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like other than that, you're not comfortable doing it. So it wouldn't really make sense if then you were still kind of portraying that mm. direction on Instagram. So it's cool that you've been able to
0: and it's okay that I have stepped away from the modeling industry and you don't want to. And that is also, oh, that is, we're different. it's exactly right. And yeah. it means totally different things to mm. both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to talk about as well. Just because someone in your life is doing something, it doesn't mean you have to do it no. as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And, it, I just, and also,
1: I want to say, it doesn't mean that we should be looked at any differently. No, because, that's exactly because right. People have, people do all the time. And I think, obviously, like, I'm not sitting here saying we're the same person. We are different people. But I think the annoying thing is, and I think any duo in life, in business, Mm. whatever, would ever find this, you're always going to be compared to each other. And Mm. I think for us, because we've become so comfortable in who we are, people can say all that sort of Mm. stuff and we just know that, it's fine cuz this is how we are and how we work and we both totally trust each other and respect each other's decisions of how we're going to run our social media or how we're going to do this or that and we understand each other so it's like all those comparison messages don't matter
0: i think this is another question that came in so much is how to stop comparing yourself to people online. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for physical appearance Mm -hmm. anymore. I feel like well for me it used to be just physical appearance. I just compare myself to these people that like, well, there's some really attractive people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, how do you look like that? Um, but it's now a life thing, a success thing, a um every like relationships thing.
1: Yeah. But I think that's because you're your focus has shifted to that. Like your value mm. in yourself isn't, you say that all the time. That's probably it's not, why. Isn't that funny? Honestly, yeah. like your value isn't on your physical appearance anymore. It's it's now on, I, I don't know, the way you treat others and then also like you're really focused on your career right now and all that sort of stuff. So that's probably why your focus has shifted online as well. Um but it is so true. The, the Comparison can come from, you know, travel if you follow mm. these people who get to travel around the world and it's their job and that's what they do and that's all you see. Like I can understand how some people would get a bit of FOMO over that or, um, you know, I, I, you know a question I got a lot actually which I do want to touch mm. on is like how do you become Instagram famous? Like how do you have mm. that life? That came up a lot and I kind of want to touch on that because – The life that you see on social media, whether it's the travelling or the incredible career or um, this beautiful model or whatever it is, it's not, that doesn't always show their exact life. Mm. Some people do show a lot and like I'll be real, there's not a lot I don't show. Like I'm pretty much who I am online as I am in real mm-hmm. life and my life is pretty much on the same line. There's obviously things I don't share and that's just because there's got to be some things you don't share. I think share. the one thing that we both don't share is relationship. Yeah. Well, some To an of extent. It- yeah. Yeah. Um, But then there's some people who will literally only put up 5% of their life. Mm. You know, they'll let you see all of the good stuff. They'll let you see the amazing experiences that they get to do, all the clothes that they get, Mm. or all this sort of stuff that's so glamorised for the industry of being an Instagram famous person. But they don't show you the, the actual life that goes along with it. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's something to aim for, particularly when we don't know well, what if about Instagram's even going to be around.
0: And sometimes with just things like travel photos and, and even any photo, you look you, – sometimes you look at a photo and it's so funny now, Dalton and I um, have travelled before and worked with mm. um, hotels and, you know, it was really, really great. But I think back to those trips Same. and I – we fought so much. <laughs> we – I hated it when mm. I think, and I mean, I don't, I'm not taking away that I was so lucky to go on it. Like, I've been so lucky to be able to yeah, travel. Very fortunate. But the having to, you know, you take a photo and you're also happy in the hotel room. Like you might be posed on the, mm-hmm. once I did this, mm-hmm. we're on the, we put on self timer and we're on the bed having champagne in our ropes. Mm-hmm. And that photo mm-hmm. looked, you know, amazing we're in Paris, like, oh my goodness, that's a dream. But if you actually think about the behind the scenes of setting up that photo, Mm -hmm. no one has a photographer that's with them 24-7 to Mm -hmm. the point where they don't pose for things Mm -hmm. that they can, you know, if you're on a reality TV show and you got that, that's a bit different because it probably wasn't contrived, maybe Mm -hmm. you're enjoying it. But this is literally this photo. Some photos take five hours to set up. (laughs) You're not enjoying the moment. You're just making creating a moment for Instagram to share for others and I think it's so important to remember that while we can be like oh my god I wish I got photos like that Mm. I don't because now I'm like I don't want to number one tell Dolson like oh my god you took the wrong angle (laughs) um you know the lighting's bad what are you doing and also I I just want to actually enjoy it and know that yeah maybe I might not have a beautiful champagne on the bed in the robe but like I actually don't enjoy having a champagne on the bed in a robe yeah or having an eyeball in the bath. Like once I staged
1: that photo, it's not nice to have an eyeball in the bath. I just think but then it's also important to add there is people who do that as their career and love but it. They are so good at it yeah. and they can do it. And they love it though and that's then that's and that's what they do. It's probably the same as people probably couldn't imagine having our job and smiling with food. And <laughs> literally, you know what I mean? Like that's something and we love. because so we're passionate it. about it. Exactly. It's showing an art form yes. and that's the. The thing is, is Instagram, it's a physical, it's like a, it's a picture. There's not always a lot of writing. Mm. That's what I liked about it. When I went from Facebook to Instagram, I was like, I'm a visual person. I like to see pictures and lots of pictures or videos. I don't really like reading too much, which is why I was never really a blog person. I was always just... Pictures. And I
0: was a blogger, yeah. so funny because often I'm like, I don't have any photo to post for this, <laughs> but I just want to post
1: these words. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I like it for that, and I know a lot of people do. So if you can, if you can follow travel Instagram accounts or like all that sort of really beautiful stuff, and and see for what it is, and see it as inspiration or motivation or whatever, or like, yeah, I want to visit that place, or that is so beautiful, or just literally see it as an art, then that's great. Mm. But as soon as you start comparing your life or thinking that you need to have that life or putting your own life down because of it, then that's when it's not a great space.
0: And relationships, I think that's yeah. the biggest. Obviously, we touched on before, we don't share everything from that, of course. But I think relationships and social media can be so dangerous oh, yeah. because everyone on social media's relationship looks perfect. But it looks also, like they're so in love and yeah. everything's happy and there's no bad moments because the last thing I'm going to share, especially is, if you're in the fight or if you've just finished the exactly. fight, you're not going to jump online. And you can kind of share sometimes when you've been sad or something Mm -hmm. about something else, but when it involves another person, so if you would involve Josh, for me, Dalton, that's me invading on Dalton's, like I'm making a choice to kind of put out there his personal Mm -hmm. information that he doesn't want out there. Mm -hmm. So you can't always share it. And I think it's just I feel like the biggest, most important saying that I've learned with relationships and social media is the grass is greener where you water it. Yeah everyone's going to look like, or well, not everyone, but there's going to be people that look like they have better. Don't you feel that sometimes like, I'm like, oh my God, their relationship is so good.
1: <laughs> but of course it looks good on social media. Yeah. And not even, so. But it's, I mean, we'll talk about relationships another time. We we actually are going to talk about relationships another time, hmm. but it's not even just on social media, even in person. You can, it's very easy to compare yourself to your friends' relationships mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it's not until you're actually in the relationship itself. Do you really know how it goes down or, how good or bad it is or whatever so yeah definitely not good to compare your relationships to what you see online
0: and korea korea is a hard mm-hmm. one um, and another one is being busy. I feel like I'm making a really conscious effort to mm. never... I feel like all we answer these days is I'm stressed and I'm busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. <laughs> I am really trying not to say it anymore mm. because I feel like that puts stress on you about things. And I think the reality with our lives now, a lot of us, like you might go to uni, you might have a part-time job, like mm. everyone's really busy. And, everyone, it's, in real, and it's, it's all relative. Yes,
1: everyone's that's exactly right. can be busy um, and it's all relative to what you're used to and, and where you fit in life. So... Yes, we are actually busy, but so is but everyone we else. Cho-
0: I think you choose that. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, but we also, because of the career choice we've chosen, yeah. we have to be that busy to make it what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is a choice, but it's also everyone is busy in some mm-hmm.
0: way. I know that everyone's at a different chapter. I think with careers it's so important. I used to compare myself to, like, 45 year old human, yeah. like Janine Alice. I'm like, yeah. why am I not where Janine Alice is? Yeah. You know, yeah. which obviously no, of course not. That's so silly when I think, <laughs> of women. but Janine is, you know, she's, I don't know how old she is, but I, sh- I don't want to guess her age of
1: boost for everyone who yes. doesn't know. Who but you name know,
0: name she's is. got this huge company with a huge, you know, franchise and, um, she's older than us, substantially older than us. Yeah. Um, and I, why would I compare where I am? When someone has literally lived their life for twenty, I don't know how old she is. I'm just, I'm I'm not even guessing. I'm just saying twenty. I'm not thinking. But it's the same. Twenty years longer than me. It's not fair.
1: Yeah. And even when I was in modeling, when I first started my modeling career, I had my goals and ambitions, and I would constantly wonder why I wasn't getting that job over that girl, or like how I got to work with that company Mm. or whatever. Like okay well they went to LA and then it happened for them so maybe I'll go to LA and it'll happen for Mm -hmm. me like you just can't everyone is so different in their career or their lives that you just can't mirror someone else's Mm -hmm. because of something you've seen online and expect to get the same outcome
0: exactly and what people value um as being defined as success as well I feel Mm -hmm. like that's another thing that for some people it might be designer items and Mm -hmm. like fancy cars and things or money in the bank yeah yeah but it doesn't mean it has to be that for you yeah and i sure. think that's really important to write down what success means to you and no it's i feel like obviously as well instagram makes us feel like happiness is a destination but also success mm. as a destination like you you can't get there until you've you've ticked this off and this off and this off but if the material items aren't actually things that you value don't compare yourself to other people that have them mm. because you don't want them mm or you don't need them, or that's not what you need to... I feel like it's, it's, just, it's, it's so much harder to, for everyone to kind of um, congratulate yourself for things that you're doing or celebrate your own successes because you, we're too worried about comparing ourselves to other people's. Mm-hmm. And often how on earth we're comparing ourselves to people that do totally different things to us. Like it makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. It's like we just set ourselves up for defeat all the time. Yep. What's your tip, number one tip, for not comparing yourself to people? You're really good at it. Am I? Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, gosh, I mean, one thing is to – oh, God, I don't know. That's really hard. There are so many probably mm. things you could say to help. Um, If you're ever f- feeling like you're in a trapped point where every day you're on Instagram and that is something that you do, mm. then just get off Instagram for a while. Mm-hmm. Like if you are just – You know, even if you're still at school or if you've just started uni, and you find yourself every day feeling negative towards your life choices or your career choices or your money that you have in your bank or the fact that you haven't left the country yet, if that is how you're feeling on Instagram every day, then take a break. Mm. Um, Because sometimes it only takes stepping back and, as you said before, actually living in the moment and like being in the moment and appreciating what you've got to then remove that comparison.
0: Mm.
1: That's so important.
0: And also the people that you follow—that's mm-hmm. your choice. Mm-hmm. We forget you—you mm-hmm. you yeah. chose to follow every single person that you're following. But yeah. I think sometimes you're like, "Oh, I hate Instagram; it's so negative for me." But you—maybe it was subconscious—but mm-hmm. you did press that blue button on every single person's page that is on your feed. Yep. Yep. What are your positive, or who are the positive people on
1: your page that um, you like following? So I'm like I'm I'm in a really good place now where I'm I've re followed a lot of people that I might have had to unfollow in the mm. past because of the mindset I was in where I was comparing myself too much to them. Um I now can just appreciate them for who they are and what they do and, and follow them because I do genuinely enjoy their content. Um but people that I love, um, okay, well I love our mate Jade. Mm. I think what she does, Jade Tunchi online, is amazing. She's so real, relatable, funny. I just really enjoy her content. Mm-hmm. Um, also Chessie King from the UK, she's hilarious and she, um, I think she was one of the first people I noticed that really started doing those kind of like Instagram versus reality Mm -hmm. before and after shots. You know, she kind of showed that there is so much of what you see online that is posed and filtered and, um, and, and other things that she's actually done in the past that I found really interesting. She did this video once where she got a lot of trolls comments and, They're all on her, like, physical appearance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she would get those comments and then edit her body to match what this comment said that she should look (laughs) like, right? And it sounds stupid, but genuinely this is what they're wanting you to feel. They're wanting you to feel like you need to change yourself because you're not good enough. So she was showing them, look how ridiculous I would look if I actually went into a surgeon and I changed every single thing that the, and and she it was something about her whole body mm. skin hair absolutely everything and it was so scary the picture that ended up being mm. there and the way that she edited it was just so clever and i just yeah i really commend her on that but like it was it was just a bit eye opening to think that like there's I'm at a point now where I don't let comments like that really affect me Mm. but a lot of people aren't at that point on social media so it's just a message to everyone who decides to to troll and bully people online that it can really affect the way that we think about ourselves and and especially if it feeds into insecurities that we do actually have which as we said before you may not have shared yet Mm. that's when it can be the most damaging.
0: Yeah definitely and I think knowing that especially with physical appearance or with everything. You can't be everything to everyone. It's mm. literally impossible. So just make sure you know what you stand for and stick to that. And I like following more quote pages like yeah. that kind of thing it's my yeah. instagram's totally changed yeah the affirmations i love following um who else saw, like the shameless girls i mm-hmm. love their instagram um, pages like that michelle buttersby um just women i suppose that i look up to because yeah, that's who i feel people. like being influenced by at the moment and i suppose we we get to choose who influences us and another place is our community that's mm. you know it's i think our communities for us it's like a our online Facebook community for Keep It Cleaner it's for me, it's the place where I'm like, no, everything's going to be okay. There's still positivity online. It's mm. like it's it can do so good. Yeah. Um, and obviously we make sure in that community, like to make it a safe space, we have a whole team who moderates it. Um, we're on there all the time checking. So it's not, it didn't just, it kind of wasn't just automatically a really safe place. We had to work to make it that way. Yeah. But I think that for me is probably the most positive place I can go 100%. online. To just feel good, and I, you don't also, you don't just feel good because I mean, girls post things like um, if they might have tried on a new formal dress or something mm-hmm. like that, and of course they get in that gratification from that. But it's also you feel good about helping people with things that they're going through, and I think that for me is what makes me
1: really really happy. So, what going back to when you asked me kind of about. Um, expecting sometimes some negative stuff that comes from things that I want to post or whatever and then you've also mentioned in the past that you don't really have this pressure anymore or you don't care about what people think about mm. the way you look but that's turned more into caring about what people think um, about what you care about or what you want to mm. post like products or whatever or what you believe in and we've both learned, and I mean I say learnt but again it's not an end destination. We're still learning and there's still days when we're – a little uh, sensitive to it, that you can't please everyone. Mm. So how have you worked on kind of releasing that pressure and, and understanding that there's going to be times that you do post some really deep emotional things because you do and that not everyone's going to back you on it?
0: Mm. Um, it's hard. It's mm. so hard. And I still get, I think that's something, I think that's, I don't know why, it's something that has got worse since my anxiety's got worse, yeah. which I'm dealing with. Um, but I just think, I think back to all the people in the world that have done things or made changes. And I'm like, obviously not everyone agreed with them. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I can't expect everyone to agree with me and mm-hmm. that is totally okay. But um, I also have found blocking and deleting is yeah. the, instead of trying to have a conversation and reason with people, it's not always the best they way. They won't
1: always reason with you.
0: Um, but for me, it's checking back in with like if I message you and I've done something and or just say I do a post and you message me and say, Laura, what are you doing <laughs> which also seph has never done that but it's as that you're someone's opinion that i that really trust. value and i trust and so i'm going to listen to your opinion of course i think there's you know cr- there's such thing as constructive criticism and mm-hmm. if it's from people that love you you mm-hmm. take it on like yeah. don't be like i don't care what anyone thinks because maybe a yeah. little, peop- a little bit, people a few people care but if it's from someone that's ever met me or someone that Um, that, you know, just, I don't know, doesn't really matter to me. I'm not going to let that. Imagine if you, and this is what you always say to me. I actually, it's so funny. Every time Steph, if I ever feel insecure about things, Steph sends me little boosters. I call them boosters for myself. And I copy them and I put them in my notes and I go back and read it because it's like if you help, yeah, it's true. Because, and something you always say to me is like if you've helped 99 people, do you regret that because Mm. you haven't helped one? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, like I don't want to like be mean to the 99 people. (laughs) So I think that's something that's really helped me is knowing that you can't stand for everything. And that's, it's hard, but it's, and every time I still, you know, the thoughts still come in every time I post something, but I'm like, I can kind of get out of that mindset quicker than I used to be able to,
1: Mm, which is special. So thank you, Steph, you've really helped me with that. (laughs) Um, As I said, there's still days when I'm sensitive to it. And then you have my back on those days.
0: Yeah, we need each other.
1: (laughs) So that kind of leads back into trolling, which we have spoken uh, a little, not Mm. a little, we spoke a lot about this in the bullying podcast. So if you want to hear more about trolling or bullying online, please head to that podcast. Um, But I will touch it here because, touch on it here, because when people do say the negative, Mm -hmm. as you said, you're getting used to blocking and deleting. We don't always see those negative comments. Sometimes they're just there and we haven't checked the photo or whatever. And we haven't noticed that something has sprung up and some people might start defending us. And what about a a message to those, I think, who might not realize that they're kind of sinking to the bully's level if they then go and attack them on their page and everything?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really, it's, it's really hard because there's a really i don't know where the line is between holding people accountable for doing the wrong thing yep. and then switching the situation so much that that person becomes totally and sometimes i might have I think I've only done it once. I print screened something that someone said to me was really mean Mm. and then um, their name was still there and people went on their page and wrote things and they were supporting me and that was really nice. But after like five seconds, I felt sick. I'm like, oh, my God, look what this! – I've done this (laughs) to this other person. Like I'm as bad as them. And I think it's just really important to just – often the best thing is just to not engage with it and leave it and because it can can create this – I mean it goes into like the whole cancel culture thing. Like I can't imagine what – for people that – and I know it's – it's a hard thing it's like what happened with that youtuber
1: yes which we spoke about as well on the
0: plane yeah podcast. like for him to go from getting this gratification 24 7 to mm. everyone hating him mm. mentally that's really hard
1: I think the main thing is if you are someone who says something like that and you really want to have your two cents and and say something the important message is you can always say something positive and bring mm. someone up like I think when I see people commenting back to people and they're only saying supportive things about me as in like they're, you know, writing back to this person but they're only saying positive things. They haven't said anything to put that person down. You know, like someone might say something about, uh, oh, God, the colour of jeans I wore. Like I'm really (laughs) making this up right now. Um, And then this person says like, oh, like, you know, maybe she really likes that colour or, like, you know, just kind of says something sweet yes. and innocent. I think that's okay as well because yes. it's still showing the bully that there's always other opinions other mm-hmm. than their own. It's just when they then sink to their level and say something narky back like, well, I bet you don't pick good jean colours. Exactly. <laughs> this is a really yeah, bad example. It's a good one. No, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's where where the line is. And, okay, this is something that came up a mm-hmm. lot. What about the line of how often we use social media? Yeah. Like the time on social media because something that came up from a lot of you was, you know, how do you monitor it? And I know that you're asking from a place um, for yourself as well because I know day-to-day, I mean, our careers are online Mm. so we have to be online and switched on a lot, um, especially running a business. Like Mm. we just have to be on our phones a lot. Um, But even for the people at home, spending less time on social media. It's so hard
0: It's so hard, and it's something that um, I wanted to ask you as well <laughs> is that do, sometimes I feel like it affects Dalton in my relationship yep. because I feel like sometimes when I'm really... And the thing is I'm you connect with people online, like we're, I'm connecting with the community, but then I am totally ignoring Dalton for two hours and mm-hmm. it's the only time I've seen him all day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just get off your phone. But I'm yep. like, oh, but I'm connecting. But then there's also real life connection in front of you. So of I think it's... It, it's so important to and for me it's just the scrolling mm-hmm. the endless scrolling that's what i don't need to do and by, and i recently i said before i unfollowed a lot of people yeah um you can also mute people's stories mm-hmm. and it just means that i don't watch them and i it just doesn't waste my time like that's not good. not that it wastes my time but as in like i you know yeah, I, sh- you I should be spending time yeah I, yeah I don't need to be sitting there watching what everyone did Fair that enough. i follow instead of spending time with people in my life, like really, like Dalton or mm. you if I'm, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's really important. So just, yeah, make cleaning it up a bit, I think helps and just stopping the endless scrolling. Have a purpose when you go on there. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do this or I might say to Dalton, okay, I'm going to reply to comments for half an hour and then when that's up, um, I'll try and get off. And, and obviously with our work, sometimes we have to go back on it if something yeah. happens. Yeah. But I try to just say I'm going on to do this. Mm. And if I can't say what I'm going on, you kind of are
1: like, oh, I'm going on to what, waste 45 minutes scrolling? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. I I reckon, and I'm not sure if you've been the same, but ever since we did our trip in Bali, I've been a lot better at that mindless scrolling Mm. because I think when we were there, obviously we had to spend so much time on like... Connecting with the girls in person, and, and that was so important to us. And we also just enjoyed ourselves and switched off a bit. And I hated scrolling when I was mm. there. Like, I literally, I'd, I'd start and I reckon I'd get like 15 seconds in and I put my phone down because yeah. I was like, why do I care? Why do I care what anyone else is doing right now? I'm having the best time mm-hmm. ever. Um, and ever since that, um, I, I reckon I've honestly been better. Like, I do not scroll nearly as long or like mindlessly as I used to. Um, and even I noticed. Something that I really respect in my two girlfriends I went away with. So both have barely hey, been... One
0: doesn't have Instagram or you... I think Martha's just, just got, got Instagram. Idiot.
1: Yeah, so Martha and Alana, two mates from high school, very unattached to the social media mm. world, which I love because mm-hmm. I love catching up with them and just not having to talk about any of that sort of stuff. Um, so I watch them. They barely touch their phones mm-hmm. all weekend. Like they might have taken a couple of Snapchat photos when we were with the baby or, or you know, that sort of stuff when we're out for lunch but... It was like there just had no connection, and, and I had to touch my phone a few times. You mm. know, whether it was Josh messaging me or work, or because I was there for Friday, Monday as well. Um, and I know, I think doing that made me notice like how little they are on their phone, and mm-hmm. I really loved that, and it, it made me kind of think like. When I have had to be off my phone this weekend and I've just been with these girls and I haven't felt like I've had to be on my phone because they're not on it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. When you hang out with a group of people who are on their phone, yes. it's so easy to just kind of pick it up as well and to just scroll because they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of all in this pe- like line on the couch of playing <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> um, and I think because they weren't, it was like reminding me like, oh, how good is this when mm-hmm. you can just kind of enjoy the moment and not be on your phone? So 100%. It is something I want to work on. And I just, I think you can also do that thing in screen limit. Yeah, screen limit.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. And I think even something that I do, it's, I feel like sometimes because I want to see what some people post and that, I think that's okay too to be like, I'm going to spend that's why you 10 minutes them. scrolling. So I'll pick my phone up and say, my purpose of this is to go check out what, but you don't need to check. If you follow a thousand people, you don't need to say what a thousand people did no. today. Just choose the people that you really kind of want to be influenced by or like yeah. saying their stuff and just watch that. Yeah, agreed. Which is why muting stories is great because I literally only have the I've only left the people that I really like I want, I want to, to inspire me <laughs> and I want to hear from it doesn't mean I don't like the other people no, it that's just means so like it doesn't enough. really matter yeah if they had lunch somewhere or they didn't you know yeah. it's yeah. not gonna make
1: any difference to my life totally totally makes sense so to finish off of this social media podcast, mm-hmm. you've got a little little thing for the girls or the listeners to do, yes. haven't you?
0: we would love you guys to, we've created a little tile mm-hmm. for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, yeah, get off social media and then we're like, <laughs> post the tile.
1: That but, is actually so <laughs> ironic. <laughs>
0: That's your purpose. That is so funny. <laughs> um, so we've created a little tile of something that, because we think, as we've said, social media can be a really positive yeah, place, but it can, can, be can also purpose. be really, really, really. damaging so we want you guys to pledge um just on your story or anywhere even if it's just personally something that you're going to do to make your social media more positive
1: yeah whether that's limit your time whether that's limit who you follow or whatever it is make that pledge and share it online (laughs) or post more positively
0: yeah um i think mine's going to be to i pledge to stop endlessly
1: scrolling yeah No, mine's definitely going to be on time off my phone. Definitely enjoy the moments that I share, you know, like if I'm putting up a photo, as you said, whether I'm travelling or if I'm really enjoying my lunch out somewhere, actually enjoy my lunch. Don't just spend the whole lunch like putting a filter on that photo and then editing a caption and posting it.
0: You're probably one of the – a lot of people that have the following you have Mm. would do very contrived imagery, but Mm. I know from – Spending Being time with, Steph, day with me I literally take You're like Can you take a photo I take four Which takes about Half a second And oh no Usually I'm like You look so nice Let me take a photo of you uh, So
1: not so asking me And then you just Choose one of those So Yeah You Yeah No I know But like <laughs> If I'm going to Like post something like that Make sure that I actually Did enjoy that moment Yes So definitely just spend More time Off my phone And then when I am On my phone Making sure that it's A positive place mm. Thank you Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast, Lorsy. It's time for question of the week. What is it? The question is from Maddie Morgan. Thank you for sending it in. And it um, is
0: who are you? What the question is from? I feel like we we're on a um, you know uh, what, one it's... of those shows, Deal or No Deal, or
1: something. Yeah. You know why I'm being like this today? <laughs> you just recorded po- um, postcards Post- yeah. voiceovers. I've literally just come <laughs> from <a> postcards voiceovers, <laughs> and I have to like, you know, be really presentary in those voiceovers. So I'm like. I need to shake it off and get a little bit loose for our kickbot, pod, don't I? <laughs> Just loosen up. <laughs> I'm joking. So yeah. Maddie Morgan's question is, if you had to choose your last meal, what would it be? Oh, my God.
0: I love this question. Mm. Very hard. But I'm going to have to go with hot chips, just hot oh, chips yeah. with, you know, a whole can of chicken salt, because if yeah. it was my last meal, my sodium levels would not matter. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, just true, the that's whole. True. I mean, I always do that anyway, even though it's not my last meal, but yeah. a lot of chicken salt on hot chips.
1: Yeah. I, I like that choice. Thank you um, very much. <laughs> I think though, I think I'd go nachos. Nachos. Yeah. I feel like if it was my last meal and I could just, just eat non-stop and I don't know, I just I love think you
0: have to share what nachos could be. And a lot of different like things, three, hey. Like sour cream and okay. salsa and chips. What is your My nacho?
1: favourite nacho mm. is um, corn chips mm. and then uh, like a guac, um, just a little bit of sour cream, mm-hmm. not overboard. Um, salsa, kind of mild to spicy. Yeah, and I like it with like a pulled pork or something. Oh, is yeah. Really? I like it like oh, I was gonna meat. say pulled pork or pulled chicken in a nacho is like lol. Not mince though. No, no, no. I don't. Like, I do make it with mince, but if, if you get it, like if you go to a restaurant and they've got pulled, like a pulled chicken or pulled pork, I will always order that for my nachos.
0: What about cheese? Oh, and Isn't cheese. That the most of important. Well, you can't really have <laughs> do you nachos even nacho without cheese. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when I make them at home, I like put. The like the bottom layer first, make sure that's sprinkled with cheese. Then the next layer, make sure that's sprinkled with cheese, and then cheese on top. All the cheeses,
0: love it. My best nachos, not that anyone asks, but you know I'm just going (laughs) to tell you. (laughs) Okay, is corn chips with avocados. So I think that's just guacamole. That's just guac chips. Yeah, I don't like the when when mince meat comes. What about cheese? No, I like and cold salsa. cheese, not really melted, except if it's in a toasted sandwich. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't like when it goes really hard. random. So I was like, nah, could, couldn't. But if I had to choose, it would be just avocado, Guacan guacamole, chips. yeah, and chips, mincemeat in mincemeat, gross. No, nah, not in nachos. <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: Okay, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, please subscribe if you enjoyed it. It really, really, really supports our. Ch- I was about to say challenge our channel i'm it's thinking about the, no i'm thinking about the July kickfit challenge that's why i said challenge or maybe it's a challenge to have no one subscribe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or a challenge to get people subscribing. Yeah. Um, also, now that I'm on that topic, July kick fit. So you might have noticed in the past each month we have a, we release a bit of a chart so you guys can tick off your movements and our challenges are all about moving your body in any way, shape or form every day of the month. Um, we found it's a really great way when you have something like that to share and tick off to continue to motivate yourself. And mm. then once you get in the habit of regularly moving your body it becomes easier to stay in routine the next month after that um and the kick girls love it so thank you for everyone who continues to share those things and good luck with the competition if you would like to sign up to kick um we do have a week free trial so you can sign up via our website on the month to month option and you'll get the first week free if it's not for you you're not locked in so you can just trial it um,
0: so you'll come to your house. No, I, we don't even know your address. <laughs> that was such a joke. We definitely don't find out your address. So, you can, yeah, you can cancel up to one day, two days, three days, whatever you want. And the website is keepitcleaner.com.au. Mm-hmm. Are we done now? This has been a long outro. Uh, well, if you would like you to find us elsewhere,
1: <laughs> can you <hear> us? <laughs> if you'd like to find <laughs> us elsewhere, you can find us on Instagram at laura.henshaw or Steph smith, or, of course, Keep It Cleaner. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.